Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop Do-It-Yourself Pest Control. Formosan termites are horrible. I can tell you from personal experience, there's nothing like coming home and seeing that happening in your house. And the first thing I did was call John Conroy. So if you have not had the displeasure of dealing with them, or if you have and you want to make certain they don't come back, here's the man. What do you do? Well, look, if the, you know, just because you're seeing a few termites with wings in the house doesn't necessarily mean you have an infestation. It just means you've got a colony close by. So if the home hadn't been treated in the last five years or so, you need to come see us because we carry the exact same products the pros use. How do we find you? In Metairie, we're located at 3512 Severn Avenue next to the Pepper Mill. On the North Shore, we're at 1417 North Highway 190. That's in the same shopping center as Sherwin-Williams and Villarese Florist. On the West Bank, we're on the Palco, just past the Harvey Bridge. And in Baton Rouge, we're at 806 O'Neill Lane. Do it yourself and get it right at Pest Stop. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Well, welcome to the Clay Young Show here on Podcast225.com and on iTunes. It's free there. You can check it out. So, folks, this week we were scheduled to speak with former Baton Rouge Police Chief Pat Inglade about the capture of serial killer Derek Todd Lee. Pat Inglade had some family issues, and so I, I kind of needed to call an audible, and I ended up talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and then uh, and one thing led to another. Well, <laughs> when somebody's got to fill in, baby, when Clay's oh, got to call God. an audible, who oh, is his God. podcast parent, oh, Jumping Cables? It's kind of... That's right. So Richard Condon is here this week for another edition. You know what, CY? You What's owe that? me an apology. I do. You I owe do your own it. daughter an apology. Okay, why? And you owe my daughter an apology. Okay. Because you young man have okay. always been a man of your word. That's right. Up until now. Okay. Because, Clay, you said several minutes ago. Yes. Oh, I'll make that several months ago. You remember yes. when we did this once the original yes. time? Yes. And you said, you know what we got to do? Right before Father's Day. Yes. I got to get Jasmine in. Yeah. And I got to get Christy in. Yeah. Well, you know, Pat's dealing with family issues, so Condon's a fill and we don't have our loving daughters here to share this good true. and bad stories. This is true. So so then, uh, you know, I throw myself on the mercy right. of the court on that one. All right, let me say this. But happy, you weren't scheduled uh, to be here this week. So. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, right back at you. So what's on your mind? Well, you know what, Clay? Here's a deal. The first lady, Michelle Obama, told oh, a group boy. of girls at a Muslim school in the United Kingdom this week that when I look at you, I see myself in so many ways. Your story is my story. Mm -hmm. Now, Michelle Obama needs to start wearing a burqa. Now, look, Clay, first off, just so that there is no big understanding over the years, Clay Young, I have spoken to a few school kids Mm -hmm. at several schools. You? Some of them, yes. Some of them, not a school full of Muslims, but they had a Muslim kid in the audience. Yeah. I've never once made contact with that Muslim kid, Clay. When I went to these public schools and it was Korea Day, uh-huh. and I tell them now not to get in the radio, those kind of days, I've never once looked at a Muslim kid in any one of the schools over the year, Mr. Young, mm-hmm. and ever told that kid, when I look at you, I see myself in so many ways. Your story is my story. Who invited you to speak to kids at a school? Oh, they've done it for years. And you know what? Those people are now doctors, attorneys, and professionals. In Budapest? I mean, no, where? No, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. That's what I'm saying. I've spoken to kids in public schools, and I can see that's a Muslim little kid right there. But I never watched like <laughs> Michelle Obama did at that school in the United Kingdom. She looked at all these Muslim kids and said that. 
when I look at you, I see myself. So for that one Muslim kid uh-huh. in that public school room when I talked to the okay. group, but I had to make eye contact with that Muslim kid. You uh-huh. follow me? Yeah, okay. I never once told that kid, I've never made my wife cover the head in public. I've never once, Clay Young, told that Muslim kid, I have never told my daughter that she is not allowed to marry a non-Muslim man. I have never once told that Muslim kid when I've spoken to kids in schools over the years, Clay, uh, Ramadan, I like that dressing on my cell. I've never once, Clay what? Young, told that Muslim kid, if I don't eat a drink from sunrise to sunset, damn it, it's by choice. I never once told that Muslim kid, no such thing as too much bacon. I've never once told that Muslim kid yeah, in that really classroom though, right? over the years, Clay, I believe all women should drive when and where they want to and participate in all sports. I've never once looked at a Muslim kid and said that because I would be fake, like Michelle Obama. Clay, I've never once said I love women wearing sports bras and yoga pants in public. I love that stuff. Do, I told do, do you really? Yes, I do. I've never once, uh, you know, I got pictures all over my house, Clay. Of what? Well, pictures. Just of the family on a beach. Yeah, okay. You know, going to your daughter's sorority event, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. Okay. Well, in the Islamic doctrine, you uh, can't have pictures in your home. So I've never once looked at a kid in a Muslim school and yeah. said, hey, look, I got pictures all over my home. Come on. Anyway, Muslims don't drink alcohol, Clay. So here's my thing with Michelle Obama. Uh-oh. Why it's all these Bangladeshi little girls at this United you Kingdom don't know school? Fr- okay. Yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah, what he yeah, right. okay, Bangladesh, that's right. Pakistan. That's right. that's hey, right. if you need okay. any help, text me, baby. I got you. Now, look. Okay. So, Clay, I'm <laughs> Muslims don't drink alcohol. So yeah. here's what I got to say to all the freaking Muslims out there, oh, okay? Oh, boy. Uh, and most of them are militant. You know they are. Most of them are. Uh, how are yeah, you going to say are. most of them? La, 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 carrying dead bodies through the freaking streets. I got your pita bread right here. Look, here's what I want to tell all Muslims. They don't drink alcohol. We agree on that? Yes. When you wake up in the morning, that's the best you're going to feel all day. Okay. Hey, was that, Enjoy a, was that a Sinatra line? I think that was. No, that? Dean Martin. Dean Martin said that. That's right. All right. So that's what I'm at. So this is. How do you start there? I mean, because I mean, you know what, Clay? I say this all the time. Some on people the radio. jog out of the no, no, game. No, 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 you no, no, no. There's no such it's, thing, it's, baby. It's, I'm doing eight mile. I'm doing eight minute miles. That's right. I do six of them a day at least. Okay. If I'm lazy, I do five and a half. So well, no, life is all about from A to Z, baby. Life's high pitch. Uh huh. Look, I'm 55 years of age. Yes. I do my running every day. God's blessed me with good health. Uh-huh. Every minute of my day is in its zenith. I don't live every second. I don't live every minute, every hour, any day on slow-mo. Okay. You follow me? No, I could never figure I don't that do about it. you, though. So that's I, why I people go, you that. know, people go, they do this all the time, Clay. They'll go, well, man, how come you're always, you're always upbeat? You're always this and this and this? Because life's too damn short. Yeah, it is. It's too short. And you know what? The people who kind of like, they got to find the energy. And they got to eat that little cup of yogurt. And they got to hydrate. And all this What's poo-poo. wrong with water? Well, no, you got to watch what you eat. Let me tell you something, Clay. I like drinking my bourbon. On the weekend, I'll drink okay. a bunch of beer. Okay. But you know what? This whole BS that these nutritionists and these doctors in this paid freaking program at 3 in the morning when you can't sleep. Yeah. You know where I'm going. Yeah. And they got that little blender. And they mix in a little vegetables. And they telling you 
you about this and telling you about that and all the fast food and the fatty this and fatty that. Let me tell you something. I eat Popeyes. I eat 20 nuggets. I eat my meat you raw, literally. I eat raw bacon. I do. Sue gets on me all the time. You eat raw bacon? Yes, I do. I live my life to the fullest because you know what I know? So you're not it, getting into that cholesterol No, let me tell you. No, 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 no. I don't care. Here's the deal. I got low cholesterol. You know why I got low cholesterol? Okay. Because I'm blessed DNA-wise. That's what people don't realize, man. Okay. There are people out there that live to be 95 freaking years of age, yeah. and they drink a fifth and a half a day yeah. and smoke a carton of cigarettes. Yeah. And guess what? They're still living, and they're still driving, and they're 95, and they're going to church, and they're playing shuffleboard, and they walk in a freaking neighborhood. <laughs> you know why? It's not that what they eat or not eat. It's not that. It's all about DNA, man. DNA is it. So, so wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, but I'm sick no, and tired. No, 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 they got all these. Hang on, they got all these damn nutritionists and all these paid programming and nine and two and all these people. Okay. Well, you know, earlier today at the Pennington Biomedical Research Center, they looking for research monkeys. We and here's like what Pennington. they want to do. Well, I love Pennington too. They're good yes. people. But I don't need you to tell me what's wrong with me. I don't need you to tell me how long I'm going to live based on my lifestyle. I know my DNA. I know how long my father lived. I know how long my grandfather lived. Hey, look, my uncle Clay, I'm telling you something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not proud of this. It's just that New Orleans DNA. Yeah. He drank a fifth and a half of old granddad and smoked cigars all day long yeah. and outlived the average man. Why? Yeah. It's DNA. So then what if people don't have that DNA? Exactly. God bless them. Life ain't fair. So you know, then, if life so you was want fair, them, let me tell you want them to smoke like a chimney well, and no, eat like a Well, no, enjoy yourself. Hog. It's DNA. It is DNA. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. I'm not telling you to get on flacca. I'm not telling you to do crack. What the hell I'm not is flacca? You, you haven't heard about that? No. Yeah, it's a big craze now. All of these white trash people, they oh, take flag and No, they take flag and what happens is they run around the streets naked. They think they're being chased. I'm not making this up. You Google flacca when we get off the air. It's a latest craze it's a cheap drug it's like that synthetic marijuana it makes you do stupid stuff absolutely stupid and you're this way sober yeah is that right is that dna too yeah it is my dad's like this god bless him i mean it is i mean life's too short clay look one thing i wish i was a smarter guy i really do i'm not a very smart guy but one thing you need to make it in this world we'll talk about this on your podcast Mm -hmm. one thing you need to make it in this world is a little freaking common sense oh yeah good decisions work hard and guess what if you make good decisions and work hard and live your life like that each and every day you know i'm sick and tired of this poo poo let me give you an example oh you said poo poo yeah poo poo well see denise marcel okay that's one militant broad that is one militant broad for for people who are listening in other areas she's a city council person in baton rouge louisiana that's a militant broad she is She's got an agenda. She believes in a sense of entitlement. That's who she is. God bless her. That is one militant broad. Now, Maybe look, y'all should have a debate. No, I don't want to debate. She can't handle me in a debate. Really? She cannot. You want to play? You line it up. I want her and me on Clay Young's podcast. I can do it now. Do it. You bring it. All right. Because I guarantee you, she's going to start crying, and she's no, going to break it down. She's not going to cry. Let's play it. I want to play it. See, Denise Marcel cannot handle me. She can't. Because she handles her own little constituents. Let me tell you. See, Denise Marcel, here's the deal. Now they're worried about the little pool. They're not going to have a little pool for the people she represents in her district. There is a a park in part of Baton Rouge known as the Gus Young area, and there is... Uh, issue with the pool, and the city has talked about closing the pool area, and uh, Ms. Marcel and her constituents want to keep it open. Go. Okay, here we go. Now, by the way, Breck has a great relationship with the Y. Kids in that area can go less than two miles to swim for free. Yes. 
there's another brick facility within two miles that the kids can go there too. Mm-hmm. Hey, see Denise Marcel, the people you are whining about and bitching about and breastfeeding, guess what? Maybe before they had freaking kids, they should have got a job, saved money, and bought a damn used car. I'm sick and tired of it, Clay. I'm not really sick and tired of it. It's like, always me, always me. Hey, lady, you represent adults. Make sure that they work hard. They stay out of prison. They don't have to deal with parole officers. I don't care what part of town you live in. There are great people living in every part of town that, damn it, don't make excuses. So if you got kids slash kids, then make sure they got the damn transportation to go (laughs) two miles. You're not driving a Timothy to swim. Those kids, I don't have to go 40 minutes to learn how to swim? It's absolutely BS, Clay. And it's St. Denise Marcel always bitching, always whining. St. Denise Marcel is the local version of, guess who? You know who I'm talking about. Who? Sharpton. Al Sharpton? That's who really? she is. She's the can, female can version of Al Sharpton. Can I ask you a question? How much coffee did you have this morning? Zero. I don't drink coffee. I hate it. You mean to tell me that you have this kind of energy for this. I mean, we've been going 11 minutes. Right. It's this kind of energy and zero caffeine in your system. I run. I run. Before I came on the air, I did eight miles with you. So it's eight your, miles. So it's your it's your blood that Barry Bonds was injecting him into himself when he was hitting those home runs, I guess. No, nah, I'm just telling him, I and that's how I live every day. What I really believe, Clay, and I'm going to bore 99.9% of your people. Oh, doubtful. I know. No, I will with this. No. Because I run. And I run. And I just wish, really, I could go back in time. You know, when we all made fun back in the 70s. I'm I think fair. if you make these comments about no, Denise no. Marcel in her area, you'll run, too. No, she's a female militant. But look, I remember, Clay, back in the mid-70s, if I would have ran cross-country, I'm not making yeah. this up. Okay. If I would have ran cross-country, yes. I'd have been out of state. But oh, back then that. in the mid-70s, Running cross-country wasn't cool. No. If you're wanting the starting quarterback, if you're wanting a starting pitcher, if you want one of the studs on a basketball team, you were a goofball. And it was unfair. I get that. So I wasn't athletic enough to have a start in, you know, the Catholic League. Yeah. I played, but I wasn't able to start. I was a small kid. I graduated. I was 5'10", 130 pounds. I'm not going to go into oh, – I'm not going to play against Otis Washington saying, oh, you no, see where I'm going? Right, right. I'm not. I wasn't good enough. So – at the end of practice, every day we had to run laps. Man. And I would circle yeah. these guys. Yeah. Even the stud wide receivers oh, yeah, 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 went yeah. on to play at LSU no. because I was able to run. I was I, just running. I, but I, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't cool to I, run I, distance I kind of got that then. thing, too. But I think, and you said this, you kind of alluded to it on one of the shows that we did. Uh, the first show, I think, it, for you and me, it, when, when we were coming through, if something like MMA would have existed and CrossFit would have existed all those years ago, I would have fell in love with it. You know what I mean? It's like, I actually think, and this is going to surprise some people about me, but maybe not you. I would have loved to have competed in MMA, like, one time. I don't care. Like, if you go in, I mean, it's, you think it's barbaric. I know you do. But it's like, when it's done. But it's an age thing, Clay. No, 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 no. But when it's done the right way. But, like, because I think what your impression of it is, is what it was when it started. If you watch it now, it's not the same thing. They don't let guys get, you know, rubbed against a cage. They're rules now. 
But you don't watch it, so you wouldn't know that. But you should just take a moment and, and look at it. But you know, it's like it's like you and I going back to our dads and saying, you know what they got to do? They got to expand the lane in basketball. You know what they got to do? They got to implement a three-point shot, that sort of thing. Well, our dads and grandfathers would say, you're not. Yeah, that's right. Or the aluminum bat in baseball years ago. So, I mean, we all relate to where we were at that time, the impressionable years when we were a youth. So, yeah, I mean, it's easy for us to sit back and go, but you know what, Clay, even back then, yeah, let's just say there was no boxing. Boxing never existed. But it was MMA. Well, then we would grow up yeah. being big MMA fans. I mean, it was me and my dad at night and my grandpa. We would watch. Well, you remember when it was uh, ABC? Sure. And you had to go see uh, maybe Ali and Frazier mm-hmm. at, a, at a gymnasium on, on closed circuit. Yeah. Well, that's how I grew up. Right. So you appreciate right. what you yeah. grow up doing. Yeah. But you know what? Like for you, and I'm not patronizing you, but you're into the martial arts. Oh, yeah. And you're it. good at what you do. Yeah. So you can relate to it. Yeah. Whereas if I would have. Have you ever done that? You've no, never no, no, really no. But if I was a kid and my daddy said, you know, at 13, I was getting picked on at St. Stephen's on Napoleon. Yeah. Getting my ass whipped every day. Yeah. And my dad said, you know what? We got to get karate lessons for you or yeah. judo lessons for you. Well, then I would grow up knowing the, the, the discipline, mm-hmm. knowing the flexibility, knowing a doctrine like Uh you know and then i would have a better appreciation for mma like you do so uh, talking about sports because we got a lot because you have a lot that you want to talk about today so you know we'll get to it all talking about sports as people are listening to this right now lsu is competing in the college world series uh this airs on the day of an evening game so what do you think about the job maneri's done there at lsu uh, first off, you know what, Clay, ridiculously, even after what happened against TCU on Sunday night when they got blown out, and of course, uh, you know, based on when people hear this, sure. LSU uh, was able to come, come back on, uh, you know, on, on Tuesday, and Alec Lang, what a great performance by him. He gives up three singles or four singles and three runs in the first inning, and that was after LSU was coming off an embarrassment. Right. Because the way LSU played against TCU on Sunday night, losing 10-3, to you would have thought this program was making its first appearance to the College World Series. Mm-hmm. Not the team, yeah. the program. So the way they bounce back is good. Now they still got to win three in a row, and whenever you listen to this, maybe they make it to the best two out of three beginning on Monday. If he does if he does win, the outcome is obvious. The, it, it, it's obvious what it does for him. But if he doesn't, does it bother you at all? It doesn't bother me personally because I'm more concerned about my wife and, and, and issues there in my life that doesn't matter around go. sport. Well, you know me. I've yeah. always been that yeah, way. Yeah. So, But he, it doesn't bother me. But you know who I feel for? Because I've had an opportunity to interview him a couple of times. I've met him in person. He's just a good family guy. Paul Maneri? Paul Maneri. Oh, man. I mean, real deal. I mean, he's he a solid the deal. He's a solid deal. And I yeah. feel bad for him, Clay, because he is wide. In 2009, they won it. Uh, they didn't make it for a couple of years. They go back in 2013, go 0 for 2, okay? Uh, last year, they didn't even get out of a regional because mm-hmm. Houston beats them here, mm-hmm. and then LSU's home. And Paul Maneri, he's taking a lot of heat, man. Yeah. Do you realize as of yesterday, so we're talking about Tuesday's game based yes. on this podcast. Yes. As of yesterday, LSU had gone 2,184 days without winning a game in Omaha. Wow. Think about that. That's not good enough for LSU fans. Simply, it's not. And the wow. game of baseball has changed since Skip came in in 84, sure. and they went to their first College World Series in 86. Sure. The game's changed. Who I really feel for right now is Paul Maneri, and I'll tell you why. He knows this is his run. Uh, three seasons ago, Stony Brook. Stony Brook. What? Where? Yeah, How? I remember They that. came in, took LSU out in the Super Regional. Yeah. Last year, Houston comes in, takes LSU out in their own regional, not even a Super Regional. 
Okay? Now, this year, you go to Omaha with a team that was number one in the country mm-hmm. in all six polls for six consecutive weeks. Okay. You get drilled 10-3 to 3 by TCU. Yeah. No, no championship in their trophy case. Mm-hmm. And then if they would have lost yesterday or Tuesday – Palmineri's under a lot of heat here because the fans expect to go to Omaha. Yeah, every year, every time you go, you can't win it all. Right. But you got to win a game or two. Right. At least make make some progress. Move up. Yeah. And then what happens is, Clay, is you got seven of the position starters on this team right now. They're gone. They're not coming back next year. Now, he's not losing one pitcher. Sure. So they'll have a great pitching staff, but he's a little bit concerned. He knew this was his team. What did he say before they went to Omaha for the 17th time? Mm-hmm. He said, you know what? This is a business trip. Yeah. Shamber came out and said that. Yeah. Bregman came out and said that, meaning that, guess what? No, we're not here just to go to the zoo. Right. We're not here to just eat a steak laced with wine. Right. We're not here to get tickets and hug girlfriends in the lobby of hotels, baby. We freaking here to bring back number seven. And you show up on Sunday and play like poo-poo? And then you come out yesterday, you fall down three zip. So I will say this. Wake up call. Tuesday. You know, it showed a lot of character. It showed a lot of grit. Yeah. And I feel for Palmineri because when you watch the games, Clay, and you see when they fall behind, and you watch him turning red, and you see all of a sudden that lower jaw is dropping, he understands what this program stands for, yeah. where fans out there expect it to be. Sure. You know, you got uh, you know, you got all these fancy batting cages and yeah. you're averaging over ten thousand fans a game and the ticket prices continue to go up. They selling sushi at a baseball park. It's not very accessible like yeah. the old box. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on that guy. Well, you know, he is a good man. What do you think? Another good guy is Roger Kadar across town over at Southern. He's a good man. I don't know how much longer he's going to do it, but you've known Roger for a while, right? You know what, Clay? I've had an opportunity over the years to meet Roger, interview Roger, shake hands with Roger. He's the it's same just like, always. oh, man, that guy. They don't get any better than Roger Cater right. when it comes to class, Absolutely. integrity, character, caring about people. It He's doesn't get any man. better than Roger Kidd. You know, anybody could say that because they watch the sports. Anybody could say that because they heard stories. No, I've been dealer. around a man. You and I worked together yeah. at, a, at a company years ago. Yeah. He would always come in. That's and I, right. Anything he could do to promote Absolutely. Southern University Absolutely. overall. Absolutely. Academically, yep. athletically. Yep. And you know one thing about Roger Cater? Man, if ever there was a man that could spew venom, yeah. Based on how the administration has handled that school, yeah. based on the athletic department and the ineptness, yeah. based on funds, where did the money go? My kids were washing cars. Right. Why come I don't have this or have that? Right. Roger Keita has never once he's done not that. that guy. And you know what, Clay? He's got the DNA I don't have. Because if it was me, you know me. Yeah. I'm on the news. I'm blasting everybody. No, no you no. But it's like accountability. No. And you know what? Hats off to Roger Cater because Roger Cater is a man I'll never be. He's a good man. What do you know? Because I don't know very much about the program in Lafayette at ULL mm-hmm. and who's there. I mean, you know, they, they are improving. Actually, football program is improving. I don't know much about the basketball program, but what do you know about the program? Well, you know what? Tony Robichaud is another great guy, yeah. man. Another great guy. And a lot of LSU fans say, you know, when Paul Maneri was hired, maybe they should have went west With and got Tony Robichaud. Yeah. But, you know, LSU fans are not going to say, yeah, let's bring a coach from an in-state school to take over mm-hmm. this program. That wasn't going to happen. PR-wise, yes. it ain't happening. By the way, people can't see the quotation marks you make with right, your fingers. Right, right. Well, I mean, but, you know, that wasn't going to happen. And Tony Robichaud's a great coach, and really, his best baseball team didn't make it because Ole Miss eliminated him last year yeah. in a super regional. That was his best team. And he lost so much talent. And for them to come back and do what they did, they struggled early. Yeah. Many thought they wouldn't even make it to a regional. They got hot late in their conference. 
and they win a regional. They go on a road, man. They go on a road. Houston hosted that regional. Mm-hmm. They take care of Houston. They take care of Rice. Rice yeah. is a perennial baseball power. Yep. Have produced so many great pitchers that moved on to the major league level. For him to go over there and win that regional, nobody gave him a shot. Right. And then for him to come to Alec Box Stadium, hey, look, his players played hard. Yeah. That's just a difficult spot when you come in to Baton Rouge. And a lot of those kids that were recruited by LSU, and then LSU lost interest. You know, they, And those kids wanted to come in and prove right. themselves. Well, sure. then that even doubles the pressure on that kid. Because yeah. he's playing in front of 2,000 at Tigmore Field. Right. Now, he can say whatever he wants. Yeah, we'll be ready. We can take care of no, 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 until you've been there, right. you don't know, man. Right, right. And LSU's just got a better ball club. Thus, seven of their eight pitchers, I mean, players, are going on to major leagues. And, and they got the, head, the number two player in the draft, and Alex Bergman. So let's switch quickly here because we're going to get to the other stuff. But I, I, I tell you that you, you always say that you are personality, not just sports, and that's true. But you are one of the smartest people I've ever known about sports. As we sit and do this show – the Golden State Warriors won the NBA championship. Now, let me qualify this by saying I don't really watch the NBA during the season a whole lot. I pay attention a little bit during the playoffs. But the most controversial person in the NBA is LeBron James. People either love him or they hate him. But the kid's never really been in trouble. The worst thing people could say about him is that he held a press conference to announce he was leaving Cleveland to go to Miami. First, your reaction to them losing in the finals. And then second... Do you like him, dislike him? What do you think about all that? Well, first off, let me say this about LeBron James. And I think even the Michael Jordan worshipers and lovers, which you and I grew up in that generation, sure, sure, sure. to the latter part sure, of our sure. impressionable oh, yeah, years when yeah. it comes to following sports. Yeah. Uh, I think LeBron James has definitely proven himself. I think even the Michael Jordan fans are starting to say, yeah, we can see why you think maybe he's as good or better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, fair or unfair? Now what you're hearing is the Kobe Bryant fans because it's an older generation. Yeah. Now they're getting offended. Yeah. But like, hey, man, you're disrespecting my guy. Kobe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even yeah, because that's a younger audience. But Kobe had well, shot no, the Kobe, Yeah, I understand. But the Kobe <laughs> fans are post-Jordan. Yeah. But pretty much prior LeBron, LeBron James. Yeah. And you know what? Hey, look, when LeBron first got into this league, his mama was a nut job. His mama was crazy. Okay. No, she was wacky. Yeah. It's, it's okay. reality of it. But people right. forget that. Yeah. He overcame that. Yeah. He overcame all of that stuff. His yeah. upbringing in Akron. Sure. In a bad part of town. Yeah. Guess what? LeBron James is one of those guys that didn't say, oh, poor me. My mama's nuts. Oh, no. I grew up in a, a criminal background as far as the guys I hung out with who are now in jail, who are no longer alive. LeBron James is one of those guys that never looked for a sense of entitlement. No. Never saw said it's always everybody else's fault but mine. LeBron James, he got the concrete truck, and he paved his way, and he never got the grass. He was straightforward, baby. Look, I am good. I'm going to continue to work hard. I'm going to represent myself. I'm going to represent my teammates. Never throws them under the bus. I'm going to represent this new coach, which you know damn well, LeBron James. He's horrible. I get it. But he is always, he's never once come out and said anything negative about his upbringing or his mother. He's yeah. never done. That's way And you know in some the of past. the stories that were out there. And let me tell you something. For that guy to do what he's done in the NBA Finals, yeah. I mean, the, the numbers he put up in the first three games, My it's goodness. never been done yeah. ever in the NBA Finals. Jordan never did it. Nope. Bird never did it. Nope. Magic never did it. Nope. And pick your player. Yeah. This guy is truly special. He is humble. He will go down. And you can, you know, everybody can argue, Clay. People have been watching the NBA for years. You go back to the old days and you 
you'll hear, well, you know what? I think it was Lou Alcinda. Go back to the old days, and it was Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. And I mean, just everybody. Oscar Robertson. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on. Jerry West, Bob Cousy, whatever. This guy, Wu Go Lam, without question, is one of the top. And again, how do you argue his position to a center or a true point guard? It's so damn subjective. But he can play all five. LeBron James. You know what LeBron James is? And I need your opinion on this. Okay. I think LeBron James this is, is the combination. Yes. He's in the middle yes. of what Jordan can do, six, 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 seven, distribute, hit key shots, yeah. and what Magic could do. Because Magic could also bring the ball think, up the court. I think you're absolutely He's right. He's in the middle He's of in, Magic. Yeah. Enjoy. And he is also playing in an era in the NBA where the players are just not that good, man. I mean, Michael Jordan came along where he still had Larry Bird at the back of his career, Magic at the back of his career. He had Karl Malone and Clyde Drexler and Quick, Patrick you took the last team that almost won an NBA title that yeah. you could only name two players. The casual NBA fan. I can, I can name Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I he can didn't name play. him. He didn't play. I understand that. Right. He was injured. But right. what I'm saying is, if That's you right. give me a healthy roster. Right. And wait, wait, what's that guy's name? Hang on a second. All the other NBA title teams, you can name a couple of them. My oh, favorite yeah. team of all time, the 82 Sixers. Yeah. I got Bobby Jones. Yeah, man. I got Andrew Jones. Yeah. You see where I'm going? Yeah. I got, that was, uh, I got, I got, that was Doug Collins. I got that, Moses yeah, Malone. Yeah, Moses Malone. I can go down the list. Yeah. I got Maurice Cheeks. That's right. You Mo can name Cheeks. them. That's right. You want to go over the Lakers <laughs> roster? You want to go over the Celtics <laughs> roster? How about the Pistons? I got Mahorn. I mean, it's just Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. I got Rodman. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. And you had the white guy underneath who played so damn dirty. Bill Lambeer. Yeah, is his that name. son of a bugger. So, yeah, that's what's the so white special. white guy underneath who play- – oh, never mind. Yeah, but no, that's what's so special about LeBron James, man. Yeah. I've never seen a guy put a team on his back yeah. and almost win an NBA title any more than him. So, if you could have played any sport professionally, what sport, what position? You know what, Clay, looking at it – well, we talked about track before, but all right, sport-wise, if I could do anything, anything, I would want to be the most unbelievable dominant pitcher of all time. Okay. Because it's all on me. Yeah. I can look that guy when he tosses the bat and the batter's helmet and go back to the dugout. Hey, and I can look at the first baseman, second baseman, shortstop, third baseman, all the, all the outfielders. You would have a damn thing to do with that one. <laughs> it's all about me. It's all, Because, yeah, okay. Clay, the one thing is like, you know, if I could be a track star, you know, if I could be – Man, I'm talking about just, uh, man, the, the Carl Lewis's of the world. You saying Bolt. Yeah, the, no, 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 no. I'm well, talking about Americans. Uh, Edwin uh, okay. Moses yeah, yeah, of the yeah, world. Yeah. You yeah, follow yeah. me? Yeah, sure. All the great Jesse Owens. Tra- Jesse yeah. Owens, yeah. all of those guys. Yeah. I could be them because I know it's all about my training. Sure. It's all about me beating you. It's an sure. individual thing. Yeah. So often in sports, you got to rely on this guy yeah. and dealing with these issues. Who's the greatest athlete in, in, that you've ever seen, either on television or in person or whatever? Greatest athlete? In person? Whatever, say in person, and then right, one right. you've First seen off, on television. First to me, the greatest two athletes ever, and one's going to shock you, and one's going to make you, because I talked about it several years ago, okay. and people went, what? There's no question the greatest athlete I have ever seen is Bo Jackson. I don't disagree with that. There's Bo, no question. Bo Jackson was about 6'1 240, 50 pounds of cast iron it's steel. It's the biggest tragedy in the world. And and was running so hard, he popped his hip bone out of the, the socket on The biggest tragedy in the world against the Seattle Seahawks. Shh. No, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Well, that happened because Bo Jackson is the greatest athlete I have ever seen. When he ran at Auburn, when he played for the Raiders, right. Brian and Bosworth baseball. running over his ass. Yeah. Good for that punk. Yeah. And what he did in climbing a wall in Kansas City. Oh, my gosh. And his first hit bat at an all-star game, his rookie season. Yeah. Over the center field fence. 
And the man is so humble. And he came from, again, an impoverished upbringing. Sure. Here's a kid who got who got made fun of because he started all the time. Right. Bo Jackson, without question, is the greatest athlete of all time. But, look, here's where I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. There's only been one U.S. Olympic athlete who's mm-hmm. ever won back-to-back decathlons. You're going to say Mathias. Bob okay. Mathias. He's the only one to ever win back-to-back decathlons. And okay. think about it. When you talk about a decathlon, you got to have speed. Yeah. You got to run distance. Yes. You got to have power. Yes. You got to be able to jump. Mm-hmm. That's 10 events. Okay. I don't know if Michael Jordan wins a decathlon. Oh, now, no. maybe if he focuses and he yeah. doesn't play basketball, he yeah. says, I want to be a decathlete. So, Bob Mathias, if you're saying anybody who is strong, fast, can jump, athletic ability, you got to go Bob Mathias. The okay. old timers would know what I'm talking right, about. Right, right, right. But for me personally, if somebody came up to me right now and said, look, your life's on the line, one of your kids' life's on the line, your wife's safety, who's the greatest athlete you have ever seen? And you could argue it, maybe, but you're not going to win it. It's Bo Jackson. Yeah. Bo Jackson was a phenomenal athlete. Uh, and, you know, this one, I'm just going to ask the question and sit back and you know, hope and pray you don't get anybody sued. So, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Yes. All right, first off, Clay, in the history of mankind, yes. and however many people will come on this earth before the dinosaurs return. Okay. I'm sorry, what? Before the dinosaurs come back. Jurassic World. Let me tell you, there's never been a bigger transformation. Ma- Go ahead. There's never been a bigger transformation of any human being in the history of mankind. Once the knuckles came off the ground. Because for a guy to go from being a decathlon winner at 76 in Montreal on a Wheaties box, Mm -hmm. to go from that to this, Mm -hmm. it's the biggest transformation anyway, anyhow, of any human being that we'll ever see. You give me a bigger one. How can there be any bigger one? No, they can't be. I kind of agree with you on that. Yeah, that's, uh, I think the media paid it way more attention than it deserved. But you know what? Here's something to consider. If, Bruce Jenner can go from Bruce Jenner to being a woman and Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. And look, I ripped this young lady a couple of days ago. I'm going to go there. I ripped this young lady so, a couple of days ago, so you know where I'm going. I said this yesterday. Okay. So I said if people are okay with Bruce Jenner, and let's not even take Bruce Jenner. Let's take a male who identifies as a woman. And you have, and they're considered transgender, and you have to refer to them when they're dressed like a woman by their female name. That's the way that it's done. Mm-hmm. Even though this person has the plumbing of a man, um, he believes that he is a she, and society says you have to recognize them as such. So with this young lady who was the NAACP head, who was clearly a white woman, but who identified as black, I said, what's the big deal? You know what, Clay, and what excites me about this is I see where this pays possibly another opportunity for me as I move through the course of, uh, you know, my life. Oh, man. Because I'm going, if this young white woman can be the president of the NAACP in Spokane, then maybe I can take over here locally. Oh, no. No. Okay. No. There's no way. No, I don't want you to try that. We'd never see you again. Are you assuming that something would happen to me? Oh, no question about it. Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to get off at Wyandotte and Mohegan and, and kind of walk around in no, DPW, 70805. No, no, DPW would find you all over Baton Rouge. <laughs> They've done that before. <laughs> no, I mean at the same time. <laughs> They've done that before. <laughs> so what else is on your list? Well, you know what, Clay, I'll tell you. I, uh, I'd like to share this with you and okay. your podcast audience. I'm going to have to get I, uh, Orlando to take a picture of what this table looks like here right now. You know what, Clay? Yeah. I, uh, I believe in speaking for all secure and normal men with this story. 
I would like to All announce secure and yeah, normal I would like man. to announce today's loser of the week on Clay Young's podcast. Yes, sir. He also picks up a second award, Clay, that's never been handed out here because okay. this is the first time I've given out a loser of the week award on that's, your show. That's right. He's also going to receive a second trophy like uh, unathletic kids on seven-year-old soccer teams who never get off the bench. It's my goofball of the week, Clay. You ready? Yes. All right, let's do it. Congratulations to Lyle Mitchell. He is the husband of Joyce Mitchell, the ugly woman who helped murderers David Sweat and Richard Matt escape from the Clinton Correctional Facility. You say the ugly woman? Yeah, the ugly broad. Okay. Ten days ago, Lyle Mitchell, Clay, visited his wife in a Clinton County jail recently. Despite these facts, Clay, love to get some feedback from you. Okay. Join me here, my friend. I am. Well, she helped two murderers escape from prison. Why would any man not want to visit his wife in prison after that? His old lady, that ugly broad, who you got to be kidding me, honey. I'll find a sock. I got it today. Oh, no, man. His wife, it's Joyce, was also banging one of these guys, but he still showed up and saw his wife in prison. What a great classy young man. She was going to be part of a plan to kill her husband, uh-huh. along with David Sweat and Richard Matt. How do you not go and visit your old lady in a jail after all of that? Now, look, Clay, first off, it's come out that she told investigators that this guy, Richard Matt, is hung. That's what I'm she sorry, said. What? Hung, endowed, tripod. Man. I didn't see that in yes, the news. Yes, wow, Clay. Come to my house. We'll do it together. That's we'll okay. Prep. That's all right. All right, so look. So I'm saying if she was banging his dude because he oh was hung and then shared power twos with this guy, right? I'm just going, shared what? if her and I had <laughs> sex, I'd give her a little Phillips screwdriver if that's what oh, she's basing oh, it on. come on, Richard. If that's what she's basing <laughs> on, a guy's hung. He's getting power tools, extension cords. If she banged me, <laughs> hey, here's a little Walmart miniature set. Keep it in your wallet. <laughs> Now, look, Clay, let me tell you this. I get some men that are kitty-whipped, right? You know what that stands for. It's men that are kitty-whipped. I'm not going to say it on a podcast. Anybody like knows child what I'm talking molester? about. No, kitty-whipped. When a man does everything for a woman because his buddies say he is. Oh, you oh, like kitty-whipped oh, kitty like the feline. Welcome it's to like, 2015, like, baby. I thought you said kitty, right, look, K-I-D-D-Y. No, kitty, kitty, no. kitty like a pussycat. Oh, kitty. Okay, all right. I now, got you know it. Me? All right. I get some men are kitty whipped, but the woman in their life is attractive. She never helped murderers escape from prison, bang one of them, then plan to kill him. Unfreaking believable. This world's absolutely nuts, Clay. I don't know if any chance I'm on a podcast, you get that impression. That you're nuts? No, that the world's nuts. Oh. I'm just here okay. to explain to you and the people on your oh, podcast okay. what the hell's going on. World's freaking nuts. I'm still trying to and get you know what, Clay, you know what's sad is that each and every freaking day when I watch the local news, it's the same photographs, it's the damn same stories, and I feel bad. Here's what I want to say. Okay. If you're a young couple out there, don't have kids. Get a oh, pet. Oh, no. Get a pet. Don't say that. Here's why. Because the world's going to get freaking nuttier yeah. each and every day. It ain't getting any better. It's a breakdown in the family. It's couples going through a little troubling time financially, okay. socially, whatever. So they break apart. And they think that next loser or that next person is going to be better. It's not always that case. Steadfast, baby. Look, the only reason you ever leave the person you married yes. is infidelity. That's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Give me a little nut. <laughs> they, they can't see this on the radio either. But so, You need so, a camera. You so, need to set up a camera. So here's the deal. Working on it. Going to uh, happen. Specifically uh, because most of what happens in here, like... I don't think people would would understand it when you're here. It's like I'm telling you, 
he is amped well, with no coffee. And by the way, you know what? For anybody out there, Coy, that would speculate, assume. About? I would want to do this the next time you have me here on a podcast. I want to take okay. on a cup. No, 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 and no. And I want you to no, send I, it to that, a lab. That, that's okay. No, because I know that's you right. know me. You know no, that's me. Good. We all above yeah, board. No, that's but right. I know when people go, how can anybody have no, that no, energy? No, how right. can anybody? You know, because life's too damn short. I, I vouch for you. No. Hey, well, let me tell you something. You got a lot of oxygen going through your system. Yes. You know why? You challenge your body. Yes. No, that's true, too. Working out is like the best way to have energy oh, to go no through question. the day. I mean, I, look, I try to swear by it. I don't know that I work out as much as you, but I try to. You, you know? know what? When I don't feel like I want to run, Clay, and I'm a little tired, and I've run like 30-something straight days, and yeah. I'm driving out college drive, and I'm going, man, do I want to run today? I'm tired. been dealing with issues, family members, uh, funerals, just things that we go through in life at our age. Yes. All I got to do is drive by the Walmart, see the people getting out the car in college. I go work out. <laughs> So when you walk through... Nothing like a 300-pound oh, broad wearing a sports bra and yoga pants. <laughs> yeah, baby! I thought you said you liked that. Work it! So when you're in Walmart... Yeah, I don't go to Walmart. I said when I drive by Walmart. No, you don't go to Walmart no, at no, all? No, 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 no. Why not? No. Uh -uh. Why not? What's that? Why not? Because I don't need to go to a Walmart and look around and feel good about myself. I could just drive by. <laughs> just... <laughs> What else is on your list here? Well, Clay, you know, it is Father's Day coming up, right? Yes. All right. Now, 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 I know I'm a butcher this, but when's the podcast run? It runs from... It's going to run... I'm trying to make this time. It, it, well, it's going to run from the Thursday before Father's Day until the Thursday after Father's Day. All so right, you got a look, week. Can right? I uh, talk about Father's Day real quick? Yes. And yes, we'll move please. about our yes, world. Yes, How's please. That? Yes, okay. Well, Clay, Father's Day is uh, Sunday. And the way it's promoted and received, it, uh, is. it's it's minuscule compared to the uh, phenomenon minuscule. called minuscule compared to the phenomenon of Mother's Day. I'm sorry, the what? Phenomenon okay. of Mother's Day. All right. So here's an example of how Father's Day, Clay, compares to Mother's Day is like comparing Tiger Stadium to Olympia Stadium. Or Jennifer Lopez is behind to uh, Olive Oil and Popeye. See, Clay, today. I'm sorry. It's what? like it's like compared Jennifer Lopez is behind to Olive Oil and the old Popeye. She didn't have any ass. So look, and you know what, Clay? I'll tell you one thing. What's what's crazy is that like uh, <laughs> during the week, El Salvador and Guatemala celebrated Father's Day on a Wednesday. What does that tell you about Father's Day? There's no freaking third world country even that would ever celebrate Father's Day on a freaking Wednesday. So listen to this. How Clay, dare you disrespect Clay, listen Olive to me, man. like that's that. So, you know, that's what, I love your friendship. I'd give you an organ. You want everyone but my liver. I'll do anything <laughs> for you. But coach, work with me. Now, look, right. Clay, the biggest double standing in this country, it has nothing to do with race. That's number two. Okay. Okay. It's the treatment of dads on Father's Day compared to how society demands that all moms be treated like Cleopatra on Mother's Day. It's Pre a double standard. Preach. It's a double standard. You ready for this? Yeah. Three. Two, one. Well, in our churches, Clay, Lord, let me tell you something. On Mother's Day, we all need to remind oh you people in the congregation. Oh Mothers are special. They're all the glue of your family. They nurture your kids when you're away. They there when you can't be there to watch your kid play a t-ball game on soccer ball. Is that how Father talks on Sunday? Moms are the glue of the community. All right, you know what? You know what they do on Father's Day? Okay. Look. You fathers need to do a better job, better job. Strive to be better dads, right? God bless you. Pass the freaking plate. That's it. That's pretty much it. Is that, and you know is what, Clay? Right? Here's another thing. The kids. Your kids Who watch. Who was that preacher you were making? Uh, were you, was that someone you've met, that, that, that impression you were just doing here? Well, Clay, they one night. It was up. Late one night. Late one night. Couldn't go to bed. 
So I decided to fire up the cable TV. Lord, show me the strength. Lord, let me get these people in my house so they're not here because I'm by myself now. But if somebody breaks in, Lord, I want to advise them. I want them to understand, Lord, how they live their life and who they're here to serve, Lord. It ain't anybody working with them. Ain't anybody they're hanging out with, Lord, drinking for It's who they serve is me, Lord. All right. You are one. I just, wow. All right. See, I'm just sorry Pat Engway couldn't make it, but look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the people on the other side of the wall are going, don't bring him in anymore. <laughs> the fire alarm is going well, off. That's look. okay. See, Clay, here's the problem when Help we come with to the, the kids. Where do you deal with the church decision. as well? Your kids watch how much of a big deal they make of Mother's Day compared to how they act this Sunday. It's true. Yeah. And you and I know this. Yeah. But you know what? We're dads. We look the sure, other way. We're sure, providers. Sure, sure. Right. Our schools. Here's why fathers get hosed on Father's Day. Okay. Because our schools, school is still in session. Yes. So teachers, they promote the fact. Mm-hmm. It's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Cut grass, sell lemonade, sure, buy mama a sure, car, sure. get her a flower. Well, when Father's Day comes around, school's out. Yeah. Kids are playing. Mm-hmm. They don't care. You want kids to go to school before Mom's got to remind them in the morning, hey, it's Father's Day. Go tell the bastard it's Father's Day. <laughs> Hey, Clay, you know what? And I'll leave you with this when it comes to the comparison of Mother's Day and Father's Day. From the song Dust in the Wind by Kansas, Clay, it goes like this. I close my eyes only for a moment, and the moment's gone. Dust in the wind, all Father's Day is, is dust in the wind. Wow. Go, t- go do what on Father's Day? What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, just go tell your old man he's an asshole. <laughs> Clay, you know I love you, brother. Just tell me you're going to have me back. That's all I'm asking. One more. Oh, absolutely, man. More than one more. More than one more. So Richard Condon, in case you're wondering where you can hear this insanity more often, Condon is the afternoon drive guy on Eagle 98.1 in Baton Rouge. If you're not in Baton Rouge, you can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app. Download it. It's free. And you can catch Condon and Anna every day. And just like Bob Barker used to say, remember to get your enemies spayed and neutered. No, no. He said your animals... Your, your animals, spayed and neutered. Oh, hell, he got it wrong. And you're on Twitter as well, right? I have no clue. No, I'm not personally. I don't tweet. Well, I don't know. Why don't you tweet? I, because I don't do that, Clay. I just learned how to get a text. Look, I got an iPhone. My Blackberry fried. Work Condon with got Work an with iPhone. Me. So quickly here, this is what we'll say wrapping up, getting out of here. We've had a lot of fun, you know, goofing off, laughing. Pat Inglade was going to be on with us this week, is not able to be here because of illness and his family. We did smoke them if you got them, I guess, three Sundays ago. Uh, Anna was there. Rich was going to be there. Could not make it to the event because of someone close to you being ill as well. Yeah, Clay, you know, thanks. And I text Clay and I said, Clay, look, man, I am so sorry because I wanted to be, I mean, Warriors for Freedom. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievable. Sure. I mean, the cause and everything you've been involved in, sure. it's all these people showing emotional and, you guys and physical did so support. Much to help us, man. Thank Look, you for that. Clay, I've always said this, man. The biggest regret I got in my life is not looking at my dad in the eyes in the channel in 78 when I got out of high school and said, I'm going to be a Marine. Yeah. And he said, no, you're going to college. And you know, whatever. I mean, sure. that's, that's the past. Can't get in that time machine. Sure. But, you know, my best friend in the world, uh, you know, about a year ago, we got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And not in front of him, but I talked to people, you know, professionals, medical sure. professionals. They said, Rich, there's nothing they can do. I mean, they'll go through chemo. And then they got to reach a point in their life to decide the final days they want to live the best they can or go through more chemo. Mm-hmm. And he tried to have a couple of surgeries and the tumor was too big. Yeah. It got enlarged about three weeks ago. 
and uh, pretty much it was nothing. So he was an ICU. And by the way, let me compliment these people. Uh, Baton Rouge General here in Blue Sure, Bay. sure. You want to talk about professional Classy people, man. People. Just awesome yeah. people. He was an ICU. And then uh, they moved him because once, when I went and saw him in ICU, Clay, because I didn't know. I didn't know the process. And I felt so bad because here's a guy that's never been married, had no kids. But he's me. He just never got married and had any kids. There was no issues. I know people speculate. A man right. about Yuri. No, no, no. He was, he, was, he was true as gold. So what happened was he had nobody because he's only got friends that he sure. went to Lee High School with. Sure, sure. And his brother, his only living family member, is in Denver. So okay. I had to, and I wanted to, but it was for me to sit with him at night for a few hours so his brother can go get a bite to eat, shower, shave, lay down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really got to know him. I mean, we got to know one another, but that's when the soul is very expressive. And then I sat there and talked when he was still, you know, he had his faculties. And what happened was they moved him from there to uh, the closing, or the crossing right here on Blue Bottom. And I went and saw him, and it was a process. And, he, you know, I mean, his brother told me he's dying. And it was hospice. And, man, I can't tell you how much I'd love to say about every hospice organization yeah. and the job those people do, man. Yeah. God, I love those people. And I'd love to get more involved with hospice sure. because I saw it. I saw it with my mother-in-law and my father-in-law yeah. die. I, and saw I saw, it, saw it up close last year, and, um, and it, was, it was very valuable to my family because you just don't know what to do when someone you love so much is so, dying. So, Clay, a couple of Thursdays ago, I went and saw him. I sat with him. And you could tell he was starting to go down more so physically. And I went and sat, and, and I left. I left, and I got home about 8.30. And it's about 9.30. My phone rang, and it was his brother. And he said, Rich, well, he says, uh, he says, Greg's got one wish. I said, yeah, go ahead. He goes, and Clay, he was such a huge as my MMA for you or whatever. Mm -hmm. My passion, NASCAR, Saints. Mm -hmm. Sure. His passion was horse racing. His whole oh. life. I mean, he knew every race, Aqueduct, right, Belmont. I right, mean, that was right. his love. And so he said, Rich, Greg just has one thing he wants before he dies. I said, man, you tell me. I'm there. He goes, he wants to watch the Belmont with you. Yeah. Just you and him. Yeah. So I went to the crossing, you know, it was a couple of Saturdays so ago. So he got to see the Triple Crown. He got crown. to see it. Oh, well, Clay, that's Clay, great. Clay. And it had been 37 years. That's and right. For him, that's this is right. That's like, imagine being an LSU football fan, and you have to wait from 1958 to 2003. That's right. Okay, that's the comparison. Yes. Put it in perspective. Yes. For people don't follow horse Yes. So I'm in that, and Clay, when I walked in there that day, Physically, you could look at him and see he was dying. Right. And I've always heard this, and I saw it, especially with my wife's dad and mother, who mm -hmm. died uh, under hospice, that they had that one burst of energy. Yeah. And, man, it was like, hey, Rich, what's going on? I mean, he was like nothing. And it had people that didn't know me. They right. were just sitting there, you know, solemn, right, right, just right. kind of looking down. Right. And I had to make a decision. I said, look, I'm here for him, man. He doesn't want me here to be depressed. Right. He doesn't want me here to be non-rich. Right. You follow me? Because then right. I'm going to bring him down. He's going to die sooner. Right. So I'm going, I'm not worrying about these people. I'm yeah, here for this guy. Absolutely. If you like it, don't like it, you think I'm too loud, too obnoxious because you don't know me, guess what? Up the ragoose. Right. So so I'm there, and we watched the race, and so the whole bit. So that was that Saturday. That following Thursday, Greg, uh, Clay, that following Thursday, his brother goes, Rich, Greg just died. Wow. And I had just left that morning. And he goes, Greg just died. And, of course, you know, I mean, everybody handles it different. Sure. So he goes, Rich, I want you to do his eulogy. I said, okay. Well, because he's from Denver and Greg wanted to be cremated, mm -hmm. there was no process. There was sure. not going to be anything in the paper right, except right. after. Sure. It was, and Greg didn't have many worldly possessions. It was a simple thing. It's more of a memorial yeah. than so a So anyway, I'll never forget this, Clay. I said, no issue. He goes, well, do you need any help? I said, let me tell you something. I said, 
if I was introducing a guest speaker, if I was doing that sort of thing, yeah. I need help. Yeah. I was going to tell you, the last thing I need is any damn help right. about a friend. I said, don't oh, take yeah. it wrong. I said, you know what? Too damn often when somebody passes, and no matter what their faith is and their religious background, I don't care if it's the Ayatollah in Muslim countries, pastors, priests, deacons, rabbis, ministers. Let me tell you, I told my wife, Clay, I told Sue when I got home after the eulogy last Friday, I said, you know what? I want people, if they want to say anything at all, I want them to be honest about me. I don't want the priest to say anything. I don't want him to say anything because I'm not that close to a priest for him to give me my just due, good or bad. Kind of was the biggest asshole in the world. I can live with that. Just be honest. Yeah. Here's what you don't know about him. That's what I want. I said, these, because when we were doing this, Clay, and I know we got a row. When we were doing this in the first, I had to, I sat in the first row, the first pew, and the minister said, Rich, look, I'm going to wink at you when it's your time. I said, that's fine. So he winked at me, Clay. Well, in the process before he did, he goes, Greg, man, Greg loved cool fall autumn afternoons. And man, Sue had to grab my leg because she knew what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Man, Greg, boy, he got so frustrated when the traffic backed him on I-10 because it was a wreck on a bridge. Generic bullshit. Mm -hmm. It didn't come from the heart. Right. It didn't come from the soul. You know, from the soul. Sure. And then, of course, then they start quoting scripture. Mm -hmm. If we could, let's go to Psalms 3. I don't want to go. You save that for Sunday. When you do your sermon, that's your day, baby. Then you get a bigger congregation and people donate to your business. This is my day for my friend. Mm -hmm. And I got up there, Clay, and I just spoke from the heart, man. And I don't think there's such a thing as nailing a eulogy. I have never done a better job in anything I've ever done. With my wife, my kids, every job I've ever had, I nailed it. Because you know why, Clay? It came from the heart. Right. And it was real. And if you would have told me I got done doing a eulogy and I could look at my wife, she's going, you know, she's going, Rich, it's great, but you got to go. <laughs> so I got done, Clay, and 90% of the people in that church, I never knew. Yeah. They just showed respect from yeah. the gym where sure, he worked sure, out and right. the church itself. And he was so involved in the community. Like the church he went to on Sundays, the elderly, yeah. he would actually go to their homes. I didn't know this. Wow. And deliver communion. He was that so, kind of guy. Yeah, so when I got done, all of a sudden, Clay, I got a standing ovation at a eulogy. Wow. I got people wow. coming up to me. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Hugging me. And the crazy thing about this, Greg befriended my uncle, who was also not married and no mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. And he would go to New Orleans and see my uncle, something I should have done. Yeah. And my uncle died on November 17th, my best friend in the world. But mm -hmm. guess what? I was so damn selfish. On a Saturday, I said, next Saturday, next Saturday. Let me give everybody a bit of advice. Never say next Mm -hmm. There won't be an X. And I know, yeah, whatever, okay, and you're going about your business. So I'm up there, Clay, and I got the program. And I'm doing my thing with Greg. Yeah. And I got the program, date of birth, November 17th, and date, you know, date of death, June 14th. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, son of a bugger. My uncle died on, his on birthday. November 17th. And that guy never once mentioned it that day when he came to pay respect to my uncle in New Orleans. Never once mentioned it the next day right. or the day after that. Right. That's the kind of guy he was. Yes, and sir. it's tough, man. So I'm just, look, a little advice. Don't put off another day, man. Yep. I don't care what indifference or disagreement you've had with your wife, your husband, ex-wife, brother, whatever the scenario was. Let it go, man, because you don't have another freaking day. And you know what? It's going to eat you alive every day after that person passes because you said, damn it, you were too self-centered right. and too selfish, too selfish, rather, and you never made it happen. Richard Condon, folks, he's one of my dearest friends. He's just an amazing man. He's funny, but you see his heart, and you got a chance to hear that. Man, I appreciate you, and we'll get you back here. And 
I am going to reach out to see Denise Marcel and see if we can maybe set that up. That Let's should do be that fun. on the air. And do me a favor. If I can't make it, can you call Pat Anglade and see if uh, you can fill in? Nah, probably not. Yeah, but thank you, though. <laughs> see you welcome. next God week, bless. guys. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.